Welcome to the 81 Podcast. It is your host, Austin Lee. I'm joined today by my fellow Photo High School alum and now assistant coach, former Cal Poly Mustang and former St. Louis Rams, the one, the only Johnny Millar. Johnny, how you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. You know, getting through the week, but uh, doing good. I appreciate you having me on. 100%, man. No, it's been a while. You know, I mean, you looking, uh, you, got the, you got the Falcons hat on, so, you know, you're repping the alum, Falcons for life, baby. So, you know, obviously things must Absolutely. be going well. Right. Yeah, no, it's been good, man. Um, you know, obviously got back into coaching after you know I was done playing, and it's really, really good to be uh, part of the Foothill program again. Obviously, it's near and dear to my heart. So to be back and to be on the old stomping grounds, um, you know, it's special, and to, to be back around it. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Just hoping we can, uh, we can still get a season here. I feel real bad for the kids. You know, kind of uh, the season keeps pushing and pushing and. Um, the fact that we're, you know, mid January now, and we're supposedly supposed to start a season in February is just, it's weird times, but, you know, hoping to, hoping to give these seniors one last time to, to put the helmets on and, and get out there together. So fingers crossed. Yeah. And, 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 and I think you bring up an interesting point because obviously a few other guests or many, many guests I've had on the show, they've, they've kind of mentioned kind of with COVID because a lot of my teammates from San Jose city college or West or West Valley college, um, they're coaching now either in the Juco or the high school ranks too. And, you know, obviously it's either the incoming freshmen or the returning sophomores who are missing out, right, on, 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 their, yeah. on their year. You know, obviously with you, obviously the returning seniors and guys who need that last year of film. I mean, so kind of talk to me about that process, kind of what you're telling them, you know? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, it's, it, it's definitely tough. And I think it's just important to be really transparent about what's going on. And, and um, you know, we don't want to string them along, but we just, you know, we want to be transparent about, Hey, this is what we're hearing. So every time we hear something from whether it's the County, whether it's the CIF, you know, first people we tell are the kids because they deserve it. They're out putting the work in every day. I mean, uh, before we got shut back down, they were doing, you know, distance, social distancing workouts uh, at the field and just coming with a great attitude. And, um, you know, and for me, that that was that was a, a kind of an educational experience for me. I mean, I high school football is really important to me, but I think it was a means to the next step. You know, not every kid thinks like that, and that's that's okay. Like, you know, sometimes high school football is like that is the end, and um, you know, you you work your whole life through youth football. Uh, you know, your freshman year, going to to play your senior year, and um, and to end on a really good experience. And when you know, when the season was pushed, when there was really kind of no end in sight and to see them come out with like an incredible attitude, um, you know, with the work ethic and, you know, just a positive energy. I mean, that really was a reminder of me how important high school football is and really just the pureness of the sport, um, you know, and why I love it so much and why I really feel fortunate about coaching. But um, as far as the process going forward, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, not just for this year, because, you know, we have seniors, we have some seniors who have aspirations to keep playing, which, you know, it's really hurt in the senior years and so important. And then we have a couple of juniors who, you know, could be D1, D1 AA prospects and the junior year is so big for them. Um, and you see these stuff with like club football going on. So there's a trickle effect now to the positive, And I, I don't really know if you call this a positive, but a lot of other Californians are dealing with this, right? So there's somewhat of a level playing field. The tough part is, is a lot of the, the rest of the country got to play football. So it's really important that we have a season to give them the opportunity to have film and build some momentum. Um, and then for some of our seniors who want to keep playing, you know, it's important too. And, and I'm trying to do everything and coach Hodmer's trying to do everything to make sure we're getting their names out there for some of these seniors and putting our name on the line for them to, um, you know, for some of these coaches, because it, it's affecting recruiting too, right? I mean, 
um, some of these some of these schools they're going off senior film and and right now they're they're literally having to go off seven on seven film personal workouts I mean st- it's, this is all uncharted territory for them so you know it, it's tough all around you know holistically when you think about it but everyone in the football community is kind of in it together so I think people are trying to to, to pivot through it properly um, the other uh, on the other side is you know we're, we're you know really focused on this year and this season but it's really going to start to affect um, next year too, because if we do play this season in spring now from a body maintenance perspective and, um, and a go forward, you know, we're asking them to turn right back around into an off season and get ready for the following season, which will probably be in the fall. And who knows how the CIF is going to handle that. Um, and then at the college level, I was actually talking to an old uh, Rams teammate who's at Wake Forest. Um, they played a season, but it didn't count against any of their eligibility. So now you just, now you had this group of, you know, underclassmen who are coming up thinking they're probably going to play and that's what they're working towards. And you have this group of seniors who was, who were originally supposed to be out the door, you know, like all seniors are and go, but there, a lot of them are coming back. I think like 90%. Because why would you not? You get a whole extra year, you know, you get to further your education a little bit. You get to be around your buddies. Like I totally get it. So it's putting, it's going to put coaches in a really weird spot. And then, and then lastly, to add to that, um, you're not sure if you heard about this, but with the transfer portal thing going on in the NCAA right now with, uh, with all NCAA athletes given uh, kind of a one-time rule where they can transfer if they want to, um, people are starting to transfer because they're like, wait a minute, like I was supposed to play next year, but the seniors coming back, like I'm not going to stay here. So right. it's, it's kind of a mess. It's, I mean, there's so many moving pieces of this thing. It's, you know, and, and kind of going back to my first point, just the transparency, um, is just so important. Even the transparency of sometimes saying, I don't know, you right. know, and, and I, and I've been, I, I've had to communicate that with the kids. Like, you know what? I, I wish I knew the answer to this. I want it to, I want to be back on that field with you guys. This is what I do know. This is just what I don't know. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, it's a lot right now, but I'm, I'm feeling for the kids. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like, it sounds like to your point, obviously you, you acknowledge kind of the white elephant in the room, you know, obviously with the kind of situation being what it is, and you're also kind of giving them some good guidance, right? Um, you yeah. know, as to kind of what the expectations should be and being realistic. Cause I think that's a, that's a key element of coaching of effective coaching. Right. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah. And, 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 and just one more thing to add to that. Obviously I coached Whitney high school varsity last year for my first ever experience coaching. Um, oh, and, awesome. you know, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, kind of, Kind of, kind of to what you just said, you know, it was just like, you know, just making sure that you temper expectations a bit, you know, I mean, what, it, COVID obviously hadn't hit last year, it hit this year, or this past year, and, um, sure. just, but, but uh, the program that we were at was 0-10, and, and we're heading to this year, and the next year we, we finished up, you know, 6-6, uh, six, six, so pretty good. Or, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's huge progression. Yeah, huge regression. So I think, I think, um, I think to your point, right, just kind of knowing kind of what the CIF protocol is, knowing what the regional uh, league, the EBL, I'm not, it's still EBL, right? Or is it, or is it different? Yeah. Yeah, EBL yep, protocol. Yep. Yeah, and kind of just, you know being temporary. It's kind of understanding that can you know even though like you said like in the state of California, you may not be able to play, and they see other schools being able to play outside of state. Just kind of you know make sure that you're there for your kids um, is, is is key. It's it's key. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And just and to your point, it's like um, you know one thing that through whatever level you're at is like players players understand genuineness, right? So like if, if you're not genuine about something, you read right through that as a person. So it's just, I mean, whether you're coaching, whether you're, you know, talking a message like this, you just you just gotta be really straightforward and, and genuine in yourself. And I think the kids respect that um, most of all. So even you know, even if I don't know an answer, I'll be the first one to say, hey, you know what, I don't know that, but let me go see let me go find that out. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, and so, I mean, that's great. So actually, let's go ahead and get started kind of when you, to your early career, right? Because, you know, obviously at Foto, right? That's where we started, where you started it for sure. Um, and so essentially kind of um, when we, we talk about the kind of your early years and kind of, you know, we're going to actually, we'll probably go back to kind of, you know, like you said, you put Pee-wee and all that stuff. Um, obviously your dad, right? I mean, I have to, we have to address it, right? Because your dad must have had a huge influence on your life and your bringing. Talking about your early years, was football your first, first sport? You know, obviously coming with that standard to kind of, you know, you kind of set that or kind of have having that model, you know, being there for you. Talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously my dad, just a huge influence in my life. You know, I mean, he's my dad first, but you know, he's like, he's like a best friend to me. And and I was so fortunate to be around him when he, when he was playing, I was really young, but through his coaching career and to be in that environment, I mean, not a day goes by. I, I never reminded myself, Hey, I'm, I'm fortunate that I get to be around a sport that I love so much. And, um, you know, I, I, I first started playing P, uh, PGFL fifth grade, um, and I fell in love with it right away. Like it was, it was over, you know, I mean, I, I was, I mean, I think, I think my friends probably just got so annoyed with me about how much I talk about football. Um, I mean, what, you know, wh wherever I was at, I just, I wanted to talk ball and, um, something I was really passionate about. And obviously, you know, to, to be around my dad and to be in that environment, especially at, and, and when he first started, I mean, he was coaching at Menlo college, which was a, a division three school. Um, right. And, it, you know, and it, it, whether he was coaching at a D3 school or he was coaching professionally, I think it, it, that part didn't really matter because it was a way for me and my dad to bond and, and for me to see him, um, you know, in, in, in his element where, I mean, he's, a, he's he was such a natural teacher and so passionate and so much energy and the players loved him. So um, not just to a playing aspect, but I knew I was like, you know what, like, I really like that, you know, how, you know, that, that, that coaching lifestyle. So that was important for me to, you know, come back to it and, you know, just kept, kept growing. I was always, I was always undersized and a late bloomer. So, you know, I was always just small and, and gritty and uh, thank goodness I fell at foothill because those are the type of kids that Sweeney liked. Um, and, you know, grew late and just kept working hard, stayed in the weight room, ate like crazy. I mean, I think I forced myself uh, and my, my college friends still make fun of me. This that always had my peanut butter sandwich and protein shake at night to make sure I was putting on weight. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough where everything kind of fell in place and, had a, had a strong senior year and, um, you know, put me in a good position to keep playing ball. Yeah. It's funny, actually, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I think I remember it was right after sophomore year, it was, um, sophomore year. And then right before your junior year, when you got called up, I mean, did you get called up your sophomore year or your junior? I think it was junior year. Right? Just towards the, just sophomore year was just the, the end when, you know, we got called up for playoffs when, uh, you guys were in the, the NCS championship and all that, that, that yeah. good stuff. So that was a cool experience because you know you go be a part of a team that's undefeated, going to the, going to play Dallas down the Coliseum. It's like it's that expectation for the following years. I mean, you guys, you got guys like Eric Abani, Jordan Johnson. Shout out Eric Abani. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you a lot. I mean, that there was so. I mean, you know, Rob Andrews, Austin Day, who's Austin the coach at Foothill, um, or was last year. But uh, I mean, I mean that that the, that team. That I mean, there's so many players, and and obviously to to be called up at that time. Um, you know, it, like I said, it set the expectation for, you know, the next couple of years at Foothill. Right, exactly. Kind of Rob Andrews, right? Um, I mean, from middle school on, he was just a fucking beast. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you know, dude, that, dude. that guy, he was a man, he was a man amongst, he was a man amongst <laughs> freaking boys his dude. whole life. I mean, that guy, he's a, he's an excellent football player, man. I, I don't think I've any, seen anybody at the high school level run the football like him. I mean, he's, he looked like a freaking gladiator. I, I'll still never forget the Dale, the Dale game. This dude's got, like a half a cloth of a jersey left on his shoulders, um, just you know, and, and on, I mean, it couldn't be more like gladiator. It's raining. He's got mud all over him. He's bleeding from his nose. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm never gonna play here. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Man. No, and, and, and actually, no, what I was saying was that for sophomore year, I think it was after school one time, we were just sitting and then, and then and you're sitting and then I think for Raz, Rod, I think you guys went JV. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it was, it was one kid, and then, and then you, I think I think you were saying that yeah, it's like you're like, hey, Faraz, I, I told Hobner that 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 you can beat so and so, you know, on the forty, and then and then and then and, and Hobner didn't believe, and then Faraz did, and then they ran it, and then and then and then you're like, and then you're like, you're like my boy Faraz burned his ass, and then Faraz like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's like, Faraz, he's like man. yeah, you remember that? Hell of a player, yeah, I do actually. Now that you bring it back, it's been a while since <laughs> I remember that, but yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, we were always challenging each other like that. Faraz is a, a good dude. Right, 100%. So, kind of talk to me about, um, you know, obviously, you know, with you, um, you know, you're, you're obviously a great player, you know, throughout your your varsity years. Were you were you recruited your junior year or were you recruited starting your senior year? And uh, and, by, and by which schools? It, it, yeah, I, I, I had a mediocre junior year, to say the least. I mean, I was still growing. Um, you know, it was, it, it was okay. Um, but I think my senior year is where I really – you know, came out. I mean, I wasn't getting recruited by anybody going into my senior year. And then by game four, um, I had sent out a highlight tape. I had a pretty good start to the season um, on both sides of the ball and uh, started to generate some interest, no offers or anything. Um, but it got teams to start looking. And uh, by the end of the season and playoffs, I was getting recruited when, uh, you know, not scouts, uh, when recruiters were coming to see other guys and I'd happen to show up in a game and that's how I got on the radar. I mean, I have San Jose state at the Dale Sal game. Um, I got a call from San Jose state like the day after I'm like, nice. Hey, we were coming to look at so-and-so, but we saw you had a hell of a game and they kind of asked more about it. And, um, I remember Cal Poly, I was like January 4th. They called me and they're like, Hey, um, you know, we saw your film really like you. We're looking at you to play safety, blah, blah. blah. Can we get you down here on a recruiting trip? And then, uh, Washington state was kind of looking at me during the season and I went on a recruiting trip there. So, um, you know, I it go, I mean, going into my senior year, I, all I knew is, you know, I want to have the best senior year I can and, and, and play at any level. I just wanted to keep playing football, you know, and I, I didn't, I, at the time I didn't really care where I just, you know, my thing is like, Hey, I'm going to leave it all out there and let the chips fall where they were. And, you know, I was fortunate to get the offers I did and, um, how everything turned out, but it was definitely all, it was all senior year led. And, um, you know, I was lucky to have coach Sweeney and, and some pretty incredible teammates around me with, um, you know, my senior class and, and Sean Manny and the junior class was a, was a great quarterback. So, um, those, the, those things were all definitely helpful elements, to um, allowing me to keep playing. Yeah. It's about, about Sean Manning. I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, he was also another kind of monster in his own right. Right. And he, he got called up. Was it freshman year on varsity or was it a sophomore year? It was a sophomore year. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, Sean's a hell of a player. I mean, you know, it's, he came in and he was, he was tall and lengthy and a little awkward, but um, he had a hell of an arm and I think he had a good attitude. He was kind of a quiet leader, but um, you know, he, he, he was a really hard worker. I don't know if people gave him enough credit for that, how hard he worked in the off season and stuff, but he did. And, um, you know, and everything worked out great for him. And he just went and just absolutely tore it up at Oregon state and led to the, you know, him getting to the league and, and all that. But yeah, he was a, he was a great player. It was, it was, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really happy for the things he's accomplished. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I do think it's great, you know, kind of, you know, to tie that all together It's because, you know, for me, I want to play varsity my senior year, but my grades are too bad <laughs> up until junior year. And so Sweeney, Sweeney encouraged me to try out, but I was like, at this point, I'm like, dude, I'm SOL. I'm like, I mean, you get you, like, cause you, you, your class was being, was, was now going to be the junior class. And then basically like, you yeah. know, anyone else, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to just like, you know, try condition, try to walk on a Juco. 
and that's what I did. I ended up walking down to City College, and the rest was history. So, right. you know, the rest of history. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just that's great. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, and, and and that's that that was my plan too, man. I was gonna, I I'm, I was, I wanted to go play, you know, I was gonna go play JC ball, but he offer me like you see how many great products come out of the JC world. Um, it's a freaking great route. So that was, um, I totally feel you there. It's a, it's a, it's a good approach. Right. Exactly. It's a very, definitely good coach. So yeah, Juco route, man. I mean, you get kind of intermingle everyone, but you went straight to Cal Poly. So we're going to talk about that. Talk to me about kind of you, when you first stepped foot on campus and how the experience was going from being, you know, from Fudo high school to Cal Poly. Um, yeah. So I'll give you a funny story. Uh, coach Hobner actually, and I, I, we still, I still, I still joke with him about this day, but I would, I don't know what brought the conversation up, but I was in his classroom and he was, I was asking him about, you know, the jump, um, from, from high school to college. And he said, the hardest jump you'll ever make, it won't be from college to the NFL. You know, it's not from middle school to freshman. He's like, it is going from a high school to college because you went from being, you know, you're 18 years old and you're playing with 22, 23 year olds who are fully developed, have had four to three years <clears throat> in a college weight room. I mean, the, the physical jump is just, it, it, it's, it's material. Right. And I'll never forget my two weeks of camp. My first two weeks of camp was a whirlwind. I mean, I was like beaten and bruised. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to keep my body up for this. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I was getting hit left and right. I mean, be going, you know, going to get a toss and getting smacked by a receiver, smacked by a pulling guard. Um, it was, it's a jump, you know, I mean, it's just, it's physically a jump. It's, it's, it's also, you know, mentally a jump too. I mean, uh, you know, you, I mean, the playbook expanded 10 X, um, you know, you're, you're going every single day. You got, you got your, your two days are really like three days. And then plus, you know, you're, you know, once you start school, that's a whole nother new workload that you're not used to, you know, balancing to the, to the same degree at least. So it was a lot, man. But I mean, all, all I knew is like, Hey, I'm, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep going as hard as I can. Um, you know, I'm going to keep being gritty and just, you know, freaking picking fights with people and, uh, eating, eating as much as I can. And, and, you know, I just fell in love with the weight room that year. And that made the biggest difference in the world on me putting on some size and, and developing a little bit more and, and then just get my nose in the playbook. Right. Like if you, if you know what's going on around you, um, you play a lot faster. So, I right. mean, it was important for me. It was like, Hey, if I, if I know our defense, like the back of my hand, then I can, I can really come in and, and, uh, and, and, you know, play a lot faster and understanding like how the moving pieces are working. So, that was all big, but I mean, it's a jump, man. It's a, it's a big jump. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You know, cause obviously I think, I think one thing, which I know is for me going to Juco and, and then obviously guys go to the next level, you know, four years, obviously D either D three, like Menlo D two or D D one double A or D one A. Um, you know, it's yeah. obviously like you're, you're, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you're better prepared, but you're kind of, you, I mean, like my coach, Keith, Keith Williams was the San Jose State head coach, or not the head coach, but the wide receivers coach at San Jose State. So James Jones, old yeah. Packers, because he coached my state, he used to come to our practices. So we kind of got that exposure versus like you coming as yeah. a kid, like as an incoming freshman going straight into it. And you're probably with like some like, like juniors and seniors, like, you know, in, in scrimmages and practices, like, you know, I, I mean, yeah, those are guys are grown ass <laughs> fucking men. And you're like a 17, yeah. 18 years old. I was like, you know, trying to like, you know, get up to speed. It's just, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, it was a lot, man. I was like 187, 190 pounds soaking wet, and I got you know 220 pound receivers coming to knock my clock off. I was a, it was a wake up call. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Talk to me yeah. about kind of now. <laughs> uh, what was um so your freshman year? I mean, what was your best year? Or talk to me kind of your, your, yeah, you from freshman to senior year. Kind of you. Know, you talk to me about your college. Talk me through your college career and talk to me about what your favorite moments were. Um, you know, as a player at Cal Poly. Yeah. Um. You know, I so like I said earlier, I was actually recruited as a safety, and I, I redshirted, which I was so bitter about at the time, but it was the best thing that could ever happen to me because it allowed me to put some size on and. Um, going in my freshman year and during spring ball, so going like right before my redshirt freshman year, um, our D coordinator came out and was like, Hey, you're going to play. We have, you know, we, we, we don't really have a weak side linebacker right now. We're going to play a weak side linebacker. You know, there's a, there's a couple other guys competing for it, but based on how I was growing, like you could be a good fit, but you're also going to play safety. So I was going in that, in that, <clears throat> into that first season playing two positions and I was able to actually uh, you know, work my way up and, and get the starting spot as a, as a redshirt freshman for the uh, weak side linebacker position. But I was also our number two safety um, that spring. So the spring game, I was just dead tired because I, I never got a break, but it was such a good learning experience. And I, you know, I try to tell my linebackers all the time, like the best linebackers are just big safeties because, you know, you got to be athletic and you got to be able to move in space. So you know, the safety stuff really prepared me for that transition. And then obviously physically, I just had to keep growing and stick to the weight room. But um, yeah, so go, went into my, uh, our, my, my red shirt freshman year. And of course the first team we play is Montana and they're ranked number one in the country. And <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I'm so nervous. You know, I, I, I actually, it's funny the running back at the time I played with the Rams for a short bit, Chase Reynolds. And this guy's like all American, you know, they got a, they, they got an all American wide receiver and it's my, it's, it's my first start. Um, we end up upsetting them in a crazy game. Our, our first string quarterback, Tony Smith, actually from Foothill got hurt literally the week of our second string quarterback got hurt two days prior and our, our, our two days prior. And then our third string quarterback came in uh, and, and won the football game. And it was, it was an amazing comeback um, upset the number one team. So that's one of my favorite moments, kind of one of my first starts, but uh I would, I would say past that, we had a really good upset against Wyoming. That was awesome. Um, and then probably winning the Big Sky Championship my junior year against NAU um, was cool because uh, kind of another similar story. Um, obviously, winning the championship, I mean, we, we start off the year 7-0. and We had a, an incredible team. I think we had three guys from our senior class who all played in the league for a little bit. So, I mean, we were completely stacked. It was our first year in the Big Sky, so it was, it was a really good uh, – really good entry and kind of like make our mark, but our, in that championship game, I'd actually had to play um, safety again on my junior year. And I hadn't played in years. So I was like, they, I remember them calling me in the office. They're like, Hey, we are light on DBs and we're either going to move you back to safety in our nickel package, or we're going to have to, you know, burn a red shirt for, uh, for one of our freshmen. And they really didn't want to do that because it would have been unfair to them because, you know, could, you know, third to last game of the year and to burn a whole year just to play in one game. So went through the week playing safety and linebacker, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It, it brought back memories, but to win that game was huge. I mean, we 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 worked our ass off all season, all off season. So that that was a good one, man. I I had the best teammates in the world, best coaching staff. Uh, coach Walsh, my coach the whole time there. Coach Brown, my uh, D coordinator and linebacker coach, was like just monumental and um, everything he taught me. And so I, I was really fortunate, man. It was it was a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. No, really. I mean, because obviously when you have to like when you have to when your numbers call, you have to adjust on the fly to kind of, you know, transition to a new position. Right. Especially at that level. It makes you appreciate the kind of the 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 grind a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of, that's awesome. I mean, I think, uh, you know, and, and obviously for you, cause you're, I think we, we primarily line, we find a mic or you, or you, where you will for your, the majority of your, yeah, career. I mostly played outside. I played Will and Sam kind of yeah. shifted back and forth. Um, I played a little mic when I, um, went to the next level when I was playing professionally for a little bit. Um, but I, I was mo- mostly on the outside. Yeah. 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 On the outside. And it was, it was it because of your, was it because of, uh, I mean, was, would you say it was because your size and your speed or was it just, was this personal preference to just be on the outside? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I just I was a little bit more natural in playing in space, um, just just from uh, from a coverage ability perspective, and you know being out on number two receivers and whatnot, I, I felt pretty comfortable with doing. So I think it was just kind of a natural fit, and then I can still come off the edge sometimes. Um, yeah, you got to be a different breed to play Mike. Um, yeah. We had a, we had a good one. Nick uh, Nick Zubnar was our Mike. He's actually playing for the Titans right now. He's a hell of a player. So um, nice. we had we had a pretty good pretty good linebacker core. Yeah, absolutely. No, it sounds like you definitely did, right? And uh, shout out Tony Smith if he's listening to this. But yeah, no fiddle. <laughs> so yeah, good yeah. old tone. Good old tone. All right, so now, so now you pretty much you wrap your college career. Talk to me about kind of your your pro day and your combine your senior year. Um, talk to me about that. Yeah, um, it was uh, yeah, it was experience. So I, I graduated December right before you know uh, right before we got in and all that stuff. And I was lucky enough to get invited to, uh, an all-star game. It's called the Medal of Honorable. I'm actually really enough wearing a sweatshirt from that. I'm old as hell now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, ha- had a pretty good week there and about halfway through the week, um, a spot opened up at the East West Shrine game, which is like kind of the, the number one or two all-star collegiate all-star game. And, um, you know, it's on NFL network every year. And I, I, done pretty well during the week of practice medal honorable so they they call me to that game so i I played back-to-back weeks and some all-star games and that really helped my um you know my draft status or whatever you want to call it um had an okay pro day i think i did better in my individual workouts for teams um the conditions on our pro day was just god awful uh it was super windy they switched up where we were doing our field at where we were when we're where we were training for the whole off season so it was okay um you know i i you know, I still put up okay times and I, I, I felt good about some stuff, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's a process, right? I mean, you're, you're literally one amongst many and you're, it's like you're freaking cattle. I mean, you know, I'll never forget the all-star game. You're going up and standing in your underwear in front of a hundred different scouts. <laughs> you're like, oh, here I am. So it's, it's, it's interesting process, man. It's interesting process, but, um, you know, I was getting some good feedback and the Rams were actually calling me throughout the draft a few times and they had a few seventh round picks. Um, they ended up going with me, but they called me pretty shortly after. Um, and, you know, so they wanted to sign me as undrafted free agent, um, which I did. And, uh, you know, I, that was, that was an incredible experience and, uh, you know, I enjoyed that. Absolutely. You know, and I kind of, you know, with the uh, kind of with the, with before the, when the Rams, Rams called you in for, for uh, to be coming to the camp, were you, were you approached by any other teams during your pro day or combine or at the East West Shrine, bro? Or kind of talk to me, talk to me about yeah, I did a workout. Uh, I did a workout for the Raiders up here in Oakland. I did one for the the Niners, and then I did a person. I did a one at Cal Poly with the Patriots, um, and oh, there's one other. I did one with the Jaguars. Um, so I did all personal workouts there. But I mean, during the East West Shrine game, you go through like every single team comes up to you, interviews, grabs you in between meetings, you know, ask you a million questions about your questions you wouldn't even think would matter to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, it was, it, you know, like I said, it was a, it was a total evaluation process. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting, you know. I mean, they 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 try to really pick you apart and understand who you are, not just from a football perspective, but who you are off the field. I mean, if you're going to make that investment into somebody, potentially millions of dollars, 
they want to know they want to know everything you know yeah for sure right <laughs> it's just like oh man it's it's it's, it's almost like i because because recently for one of my jobs i did this government background security clearance check and then like they asked stuff like oh did you ever smoke weed like in the past and i'm like no why why, 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 why does this matter dude like I mean, didn't i back yeah. the junk screen <laughs> yeah it's probably a similar experience i would i'm not kidding it's probably very similar <laughs> right exactly because when i heard i'm like oh yeah stuff that you wouldn't even think yeah okay that sounds pretty, like right on the right on line so yeah 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 <laughs> So, all right, cool. So now you get in, uh, you get invited to train trans training camp. Uh, talk to me, talk, talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you're undrafted guys. So immediately your back's against the wall. You're fighting, you're, you're fighting upward. Um, had a pretty good mini camp. Um, I'd actually worked my way all the way to the twos. Um, and usually when you, you, you're in the top six linebackers, um, you, you're, you're usually on the team. They, they usually, most teams in a four, three usually keep six linebackers. So you keep two deep. Um, right. You know, and, and the second strings are usually your special team guys. Um, I start off with a really good camp, had a good, you know, good first preseason game, was doing well in practice. Under, you know, I had a really good D coordinator with Greg Williams. I mean, the guy is so freaking sharp. Um, I actually, the, what is it? The, the practice after our first preseason game, I was in a seven on seven covering somebody and I overextended and pulled my abdominal and it wow. took me out for like a week and a half like completely out and i and uh you know i had a, i had a talk with the trainer and he came pretty much came up to me and you know he said hey you know can you play in two days like, when we're playing the packers next and i was i was like i don't know like it's still hurting pretty bad like i can go like 60 percent. it's i'm like I, it's straightforward i'm fine it's, it's really hard lateral to my left and uh there, and he kind of gave me without saying the ultimatum like listen you need to suit up and play or we're going to basically cut you and find somebody else who can. So it was a, it was, you know, it just goes to show how cutthroat and, you know, business oriented the NFL is, which I get it. You know, I mean, you got to have somebody who can play and you got to stay healthy. And, um, but that was a really interesting moment because I had to make a decision. Like, do I get injury wavered and just take the money or do I just keep, you know, do I, do I fight through this? And like, I, I'm, you know, everything in my DNA and body, like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tap out. So I said, all right, I'll play. And I pretty much played the rest of camp just 60 65 you know 70 percent i mean just I, I i was in the training room every i mean i want to get home back to my hotel room till like 11 30 at night because i was trying to get my body ready to go the next morning just in agony and pain and uh you know i ended up getting released at the at the very end of camp which yeah I, once we got i mean i actually still had a couple pretty good preseason games that let us in tackle versus the browns um did okay the last preseason game but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it they they end up keeping five linebackers and you know, that's how I kind of the dice rolled. So after that I bounced around some other leagues for a little bit. I played in a league called the FXFL that was around for I think two to three years. Um and actually it started a month a month after training camp. So it gave me some time to heal from my injury. Um, came back, you know, had a had a pretty good season with them, um, was voted all, all league linebacker there, but uh got some calls after that not a ton I was getting more interest from the CFL and um I it just got to the point man where my body was just literally killing me like I it was every single day you know I'm like I didn't even do anything today and I'm in pain so um you know I I, I kind of leaned on my degree a little bit and was fortunate enough to you know you know fall back on that and and and, and, and you know in the business profession and while still coaching at the same time which I just immediately fell in love with and um, kind of got my body back. And then I was actually drafted in another league called the major football league. And literally a week before I was about to fly out, it folded. 
So after that wow. happened, I, would, I was like, you know what, that might just be a sign to call it. And I was, I was training. I was fully ready to come back. I was going to move uh, to Texas, actually. I was going to move to Texas. Um, you know, talked to, talked about it with my, uh, at the time, girlfriend, now wife, and she was fully supportive. Um, and it was just, it, then it folded. And I was like, well, <laughs> you know, what to do? And then I got one more call from the CFL, and the conditions just it, it just, it, it wasn't really ideal. So I was like, you know what, man, I think that's, I think it's time. And, 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 it's, and you bring a really important point. It's not necessarily that you can't keep going. It's just that, yeah. you I mean, the investment of time and effort versus what you can be doing for, for not play, for the, like what you can be doing outside of playing is better than you trying to continue to try to play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if for me it was, am I playing for the right reasons, Correct. you know, and, and that's really important. And it was, it was kind of important to me to go out on my own terms, so to speak. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was still tough. You know, I mean, I, I, shoot, I still miss playing football today. You, you always think back on some of those memories and miss it. Like any, any great thing in your life, you always miss and, and resonate on, but um, it was, it was the right time for me and, and to be able to kind of walk away with my body and get that back. I mean, I look at my poor dad and the guys, you know, he's, he, he he was absolute warrior in the NFL and he's got two hip replacements, two knee replacements. I know he wanted to trade it for the world, but that's a real thing, right? Like you pay for that with your body. And, um, you know, so it's something I was thinking about. And I think, you know, that's not a good point because like for me too, it's just like, even when you play at the minor leagues, I mean, some people don't know this, but the physicality isn't any less. And you know, this obviously playing at different minor professional leagues. Like, you know, obviously like, I mean, I, I wake up today, like I you said, like I have headaches, <laughs> like, you know, or just like my body's sore, yeah. you know, just, I don't even do anything. My knees, you know what I mean? It's just, and I mean, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to that too, right? Because you obviously play movies, the pinnacle yeah. and then, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's sometimes, yeah, just, yeah. go ahead. It's tough, man. No, it's it's like it's you wake up with injuries you didn't even know you had. <laughs> yeah. It's like I wait, wait, I do do I have this body part? Why is it hurting? <laughs> yeah, but I want I want to trade it for the world, man. I I was really fortunate, blessed to have the experience I did. I mean, and you just the the coolest part is, and I think anybody who plays the game knows this, and I'm sure you'd say the same thing, is just the relationships, right? I mean, you meet the best people in the whole world from your coaches to your teammates. Um I mean, seriously, like any teammate of anybody, they are any teammate at any level I play with to this day, like still my teammate, my brother. And like, that's, that's the coolest part of football, man, that camaraderie. And, and, and it, and it carries through as you coach, you know, I mean, you see kids, you coach, you see them on, you, you know, you keep up with them, you know, they graduate and you're, you're, you're invested in them and you want to, you want to make sure they're successful and you want to see what they're doing with their lives and be there to support them when you can. I mean, that's just, that's the beauty of football. It really is. It's my favorite part. <laughs> hundred percent. No, for me too, it's, it's all about the relationships, you know? And it's funny because like, even like, kind of like, like you're kind of like you like falling back on my degree and kind of finding a new career, like in um, now, now IT consulting. And I, I think, I think you're in a similar kind of field, but pretty much, you know, kind of like, you know, working in the IT field, um, you know, business, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. It's just like, you know, whenever, yeah. whenever, whenever, whenever I show anyone kind of like when they like, Google me, Google awesomely football. And they're like, wow, like here's a guy who got paid and here's, and, 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 and they wrote you a check. I'm like, yeah, you know, a minimal check, but still yeah. better than nothing. <laughs> but then, and then, yeah. but then, but yeah. then they would say, but they also be like, but the relationships, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the relationships are everything. Yeah. No, no doubt, man. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and, you know, that, that was actually a big part of why I went to Cal Poly, not just because they had a great football program, but I knew like, Hey, at some point there's an end of the road to football. And like, I need to be able to, you know, lean on my brain and, and my, you know, uh, you know, other, 
you know, other skill sets that, you know, I can build the foundation and, and stability on. And so that was really important. And, you know, I love what I do now. And, um, you know, the fact that I get to still continue to coach football has, has been just a, a blessing. 100%, you know, and so at what point, so at what point, what year were you, did you stop? Did you decide to hang it up? And what did you, when did you start coaching and was football your first coaching gig? No. Uh, so 2015, I think I was, that was after that I was drafted and that league folded, um, it was like midway through 2015. And then, um, the following season, I actually coached my little brother's PJFL football team, which was the most humbling experience I think I've ever done. Um, outside of playing in the PJFL, you know, you're coaching nine and 10 years old. And first of all, that, I, I fell in love with it. I mean, the kids were awesome. But, you know, you're going out there and you're running four different plays because, you know, God forbid you can't put anything else. And even though they're, they're a really smart group. Um, but then I then I actually went and coached uh, a Pop Warner team. And uh, we hit, I mean, it it, uh, it was a Dublin Fighting Irish before they sadly folded last year. But, I mean, a really well-ran organization. And we had just an incredible group. They I think they went one and nine the, the year before and we went uh, 13 and one with them and ended up winning like the NorCal championship, whatever it's called. Um, and then from there, I went to Foothill. So I've been at Foothill the last, you know, four years now, um, was the head JV football coach. And then I just, uh, joined, uh, be the DC for, uh, the varsity team. Nice. So you kind of progressed through come from you to JV and the varsity. Yeah. And it was just a combination of one. I knew I wanted to be around football and then two, just continuing to challenge myself and just, you know, kind of, again, falling in love with it. And, um, you know, I, I still, I, you know, still talk about potentially going and coaching at the college level or, uh, you know, being a, a varsity head coach when, if the time was right and when it happened. So, you know, we'll see where all that takes me. And, um, you know, I just, I just, yeah, I just like to be around ball. I like to be around the kids. Yeah. Pretty much kind of that, that, that's what I was going to ask you next. I mean, obviously your future aspirations and you pretty much, you know, you would, you would entertain playing coach at a higher level, but kind of talk to me about your yeah. philosophy with your kids. Like kind of what's your coaching philosophy kind of, you know, I mean, what kind of scheme do you guys run and kind of, yeah. Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just from like a, you know, scheme, scheme aside, it's, 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 it's how you come out and play, right? It's the attitude you play with. You don't, you don't have to be talented to come out and be diligent to the plays and understanding what's going on around you. And you don't have to be talented to come out and run as fast as you can and, 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 you know, and, and, and be coachable. Right. So it's, it's coming out with a respectful attitude and a hungry attitude and, and, and really a pissed off and nasty one. I mean, that's a part of football. There's a reason Sweeney was successful so many years. He got, he got the really, um, you know, he really brought the best out of you. And that's something I, you know, I obviously learned from him. So for us as coaches, it's our responsibility to get the absolute most um, out of our kids and, and to really maximize their potential um, for just from a developmental and like how we show up every day. And then from a scheme wise, um, you know, these kids are so incredibly uh, capable uh, and, and, you know, you, we can, we do some simple schemes, but we also do some stuff that shoot, we were running when I was at Cal Poly or even some stuff I've learned when I was playing with the Rams and they're picking it up really fast, but obviously it's important that we set a foundation for both offense and defense. And then we build from there. Right. And that's, and that's making it, if I can't coach it simply enough, then the kids aren't going to get it. So it's making it, it's simple, applicable to, you know, their teaching and their understanding. Um, and then also making it fun. Like this, I mean, these kids, their, their high school football experience, I mean, they're going to remember that for the rest of our life. So us as coaches, it, it's our responsibility and privilege to make sure we're giving them a good experience. Right. And that's, I'm not saying that's like goofing around and, 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 you know, 
uh, and messing around at practice, but you know, it's, it's making it fun for them in, in any way we can and make it enjoyable. And there's a few ways to do that. One, it's the energy we show up with every day. Two, it's caring about them as, 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 as human beings, right? Not just football players. So it's, it's, you know, it's the off the field stuff. It's their education stuff. Um, and then three, you know, the developmental part, if, if whether one of our kids is a, is, is the, a star player or starter or, or, uh, you know, simply or, or just a special teams player or just a, you know, or just a role player or, or maybe doesn't even play that much, but if they're coming out and they're feeling like they're developing every single day, they're going to find a lot more fulfillment out of that. So we have to, what does that say right there? There you go. Yeah, there you go, man. So you get it. I mean, you have to, you, you have to really, you, you have to coach every kid the same. And I don't think, I don't think a ton of coaches do that. And I was like, you'd be on a staff that we did that, whether you were our star, you know, D one player, or, you know, you're, this is your first year of football. You're going to get the same type of coaching um, and you're going to get a lot out of it. And the kids are going to remember that. So, you know, I, I think it's, you know, for me, when I was the head coach of the JV program, it's important to surround myself with who, with, with coaches who love ball, who love teaching you know, and, and come with a good energy every day. And then, you know, that, that starts, that's when you start to build a culture, um, you know, and stuff starts to fall in place in the right place. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, from a high level, that would be my philosophy and kind of how I, I approach coaching. And so obviously with that, and I think it's a really good point brought up, you don't have to, like you, said, you don't have to be talented. You don't have to be talented. You just have to show effort. Like I think for me too, yeah, for me being an effort kind of player for my entire career, right. Um, never the most talented, never the most athletic, never the biggest, never the strongest, right. Or the fastest. The, the, the reason why I think it's a very important point is because, you know, for any of the Juco kids or high school kids who listen to this podcast, just understand that, you know what, Hey, you probably have guys who've made it to the league who may or may not have been better than you. Right. At some point, you may have had guys, you know what, who are probably like me and like, like they have no business being out there, but they somehow made it because they kept going. So essentially kind of, you know, I think the biggest takeaway from that is just the understanding that if you come in, like you said, and you're dedicated and you're willing to learn the plays and you're willing to kind of play in position, play out of position and just be willing to do what's necessary to help the team win, you are an asset to this team and you will be successful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and everyone's got to feel, but it's our job as coaches to make sure that everyone's getting that same type of coaching and um, you know, different people on the team are going to have different roles, but you know, it's, it's your job and responsibility as a player to own that and, and, you know, to be selfless and, um, to be about the team. And, and, you know, I, I've been lucky to every kid I've coached at Foothills like that. We've had great attitudes and they've been successful because of it. I mean, they bought into our coaching and, um, you know, and, and, you know, they, they, they their energy, they brought every day. I mean, I, I love, I'd talk about it even just in the, the social distancing workouts. I mean, to show up with that energy when your back's against the wall and everything in the world is going wrong around you. Um, I mean, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to coach. hundred percent. No, I mean, it definitely, it definitely gives you that fix. You know what I mean? Like, just like, like just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously for you, you alluded to this, you're on a great staff. Is Sweeney there or who's the head coach now? It's Hobner. Hobner's the head coach. He's Hobner's been head coach head for a few coach. years now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was Sweeney retired a few years ago. Um, yeah. you know, bless his heart. And I think he's just enjoying his hunting and his and, and being a dad and all the all the stuff, you know, being a husband and all that fun stuff. But uh Hobner's been the head coach now for the last few years, he's doing an incredible job. Um, you know, he's he's he he's the right man for the job. So it's I'm 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 pumped to be on his staff and to be reunited with him. He's my J V football coach. So right, it's, it's right. full circle. Yeah, exactly. Come full circle, right? 
Yeah. Man, Hobner was awesome, man. I, I I remember I had him for econ, and he was just like, you know, he was just he would just always be like so animated, and obviously like you know you obviously playing for him, like you know that just translates so well to football on the field. And he was a JV coach for a long time. I mean, it was, what, how much, yeah. almost, over like a decade, right? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, yep, yeah, he was for a good while. I mean, but you learn a lot at that level, right? I mean, there's right, right. You know, you know it's uh, you know, you're not you're not necessarily doing it for the hundreds of people that come to your games. You're doing it because you like the developmental part of football, and you just you learn. I mean, I learned so much coaching at the JV level, and I know he did too because you can see it. You know, with who he is as a coach now, and I know he loves the developmental part too. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he, it's 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 really cool to see him, um, you know, have that position and the success he's having. Yeah, so kind of, I think I think with that, it's a good segue. Kind of talk to me about kind of, um, you know, what you are, you already alluded to this earlier, but you kind of, you, you know, what your your aspirations, kind of, you know, continuing with football, obviously, but you do see, do you, do you, I guess, I guess you said you you would entertain career coach at the next level, but do you, um, do you actually see yourself in the next maybe five to ten years, um, you know, being at the next level, or kind of talk to me about that. That's a great question, man. Uh, that's a million dollar question. I, you know, I ask myself that a lot too, and. <laughs> You know, I did just like, I mean, just for all of us, right. We all kind of ask ourselves, whatever, what are our aspirations and what are we looking for life? And we don't always have the answer, but if it was the right opportunity um, and something I could pursue, you know, it, it might be something I would be worth making the jump. I mean, it would be a career jump to um, coach college football because you can't have another job while you coach college football. That is your job. Um, so, you know, I, I've definitely thought about it. Um, you know, I've talked to some of my old coaches who are still coaching and, um, you know, they keep me in the loop on things. But, um, you know, and then if the time comes where, you know, I can be head coach at the varsity level, that, that, that could be another, you know, really interesting and fun opportunity. But, you know, right now I'm, in, I'm learning a lot from the staff around me and um, I'm really enjoying being at Foothill. So uh, right now I'm just kind of committed to these kids and, and, you know, the next few years at least and we'll, we'll see what happens. Hundred percent. You know, plus, that, I, I got a, I, I got a little boy on the way coming in the month, so a lot of focus there. <laughs> I forgot to bring that up, man. Congratulations. You know, yeah. kind of, you know, how, how, how are you feeling? You're getting close, right? Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting, man. I, I feel I'm so excited. I mean, I'm, 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 you know, I really look forward to the day that I could be a dad and, um, you know, to have a boy. I, 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 I couldn't be more pumped. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to take that step in that journey. I'm excited to, you know, do it with my wife and watch her become a mom. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's more and more real for her every day because she's feeling him kick every single day. And I, and I don't necessarily feel that, but, right. um, you know, it's, it's almost here, man. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. I don't think everyone's hundred percent ready, but I'm really excited for, you know, the ups, the downs, the challenges, and just, uh, you know, to, just, uh, continue to grow our family. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a blessing, dude. I, I, it's, it's really hard to put in the words, um, clearly, but it's, I'm, I'm really excited. hundred percent. No, obviously. Right. And, uh, I'm, I'm talking about what your dad's thinking right now about that. Right. The great Keith Fillmore is about to become a grandfather. <laughs> uh, gr- <laughs> he's he's already grandpa so i actually okay. have uh i have two i have two nephews and i'll tell you what if there's one thing that my dad keith millard likes more than coaching and playing football it's being a grandpa and he's a he's a great grandpa man he's uh he really enjoys it and he he loves kids he's always he's always loved kids and um he's got they got a soft place in his heart so yeah he's he's excited to meet the little man Man, I mean, this is this huge, huge milestone. Actually, yeah, that's that's perfect. So obviously, you know, that 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 that's the biggest milestone for this year for 2021. What else? What else oh, do yeah. you have planned for this year? You know? Yeah, you, you know, it's 
it's it, that, that's an interesting question this year, right? Because there's so much unforeseen in the future. So, you know, I was actually just talking to my wife about this the other day, and we we're kind of talking about our goals for the year, and um, you know, both kind of as a couple and individually with our careers and everything. I think for us, it's just adjusting positively, right? Like, and 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 just doing the best of what we can with the controllables. Like, there's so many uncontrollables in the world right now. So, you know, just to just to kind of go with our best foot forward, um, you know, for what we can control. And and for me that's, you know, hopefully being a good influence to the kids around me and, and being positive for them and giving them direction with whatever happens and, um, you know, someone they can lean on and talk to through a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, but mostly, man, it's just, it's just being a dad and just taking that step and just, um, you know, taking that with full arms and, and doing as best as I can and being a good support, you know, support system to my wife and, um, and all, and, and, and everything that comes with being parents. So yeah, man, well, it's, it'll be an interesting year. Be interesting year, yeah. Okay, cool. So actually, I want I want to use the last part of this uh, this 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 interview to kind of ask you who's your favorite NFL team because I know you play for the Rams, but I, I don't think you're a Rams fan, right? Uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. That's an interesting question, and um, it's it's uh, it's funny because I it people assume I've always had like an NFL team, but um when I was young, my dad was always coaching in the league, so I always just liked whatever team he was coaching with, and then yeah. he stopped coaching. And then I kind of had a decision to make. Like I was, I was a Colts fan growing up because I liked, I liked Edgar James, a running back. I like Reggie Wayne. I like Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning. Like I loved that. But I usually just like whatever team my dad was coaching with. And then he stopped. And uh, my wife is a huge 49er fan. And her family's had family, or her family's had a uh, season tickets. You know, her, her dad had them since you know at Candlestick since he was a kid. Um, so I kind of married in to being a 49ers fan for the sake of our relationship and my well-being and not dying. <laughs> Um, so I have some 49ers gear, so I would say I'm a 49ers fan now officially, um, probably going to lose some friends after saying that, but uh, maybe I'll gain a couple too. Uh, but yeah, so that's who, that's who I support, but I just like watching good football, man. I mean, I, I like, I, I just like watching ball. And, and same thing. I'm I'm not a fan because I was grandfathered into it, like my dad, and just like you know, everything. The BNB, yeah. right? We're all from the Bay. It's either the Raiders or Niners, right? And then now it's only <laughs> the Niners, so it's like whatever. So, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, but you know, to your point, I'm the same way. Like, obviously, when you start playing, you're just like, you know, hey, man, I like watching that player. I like watching that team. And obviously, with me, like, you know, through the relationships that we've that you've also made, because I know obviously Chris Long follows you on IG and like a bunch of other Rams yeah. players that you who, who either like you met in college, you met through playing, you know, in the pros. Um, you know, it's one of those things like, okay, like, you know, you want to cheer for your boys. You want to cheer for a guy that, and like, you know, or yeah. even if your boy's done playing, like he played for that team. Okay. I can't cheer against that team. Cause then, cause like you said, cause, yeah. like, my boy's going to be mad or like sad at me or whatever, you know? So it's like, those yeah. things you got to consider and weigh out, you know? So, yeah. I mean, one of my, one of my best friends, um, you know, is playing for the Titans right now. It's like, I wasn't really a Titans fan before be, besides when my dad coached for him, but I, I'm a Titans fan now. Cause I, you know, he was just, he was just playing obviously the other day um, versus the, Ravens he actually had a hell of a game but um yeah it's 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 interesting man I just like I just like to watch good ball yeah just good ball you know that's all it is so yeah, yeah actually no it's funny we're talking about the Titans so kind of the Titans got eliminated so I mean what 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 did, what did you tell them did you call him or but... I I sent him a text man he, you know he, he's super competitive uh yeah. so I know he hates losing he yeah. hates losing so there's not a ton I can say I, I, I literally I text him and say hey man I know you hate losing but you played a great game you, you know be proud of yourself keep your head up high you're gonna have a good off season um you know so I it's it, you know it's, it's not much to say because you know I, I played with him for four years and I know exactly how he is and I know how he was after when we lost him but we roomed at the hotel he's pissed off so yeah. um 
but he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. So, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Now, I think ultimately kind of, you know, with that, you know, obviously like, you know, um, you just, just being like, just being like a crux of support, whatever way you can just, you know, that's yeah. Like any friend, any friend, right. Whatever they're yeah. going through. <clears throat> yeah. So pretty much. Okay. So yeah, the Ram and actually, yeah. So who, so who's your pick then for the Super Bowl this year? And, uh, Ooh, man, put me on the spot. I had to. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'll give you my aspirational pick and then I'll mm-hmm. give you my real pick. Sure. Um, I think the Bills are going to do it. They're playing lights out on offense Ooh, right now. Gosh, I mean, yeah. and I think they I think they actually became more balanced um, towards the end of the season on the running game. And I, I just – I think the energy they're playing with, you know, how they're spreading people out, I think they have a shot to, to go. I mean, they get – you know, you, you got to go – you got to go through the Chiefs to get there. And, and I think they're going to be a favorite. And, you know, Mahomes is like the most dynamic player in the league. Um, I would say my hopeful – would be the Browns and I'm not a Browns fan, but how cool would it be for that city? Oh I mean, like I'm, I think I'm a fan of Brown fans because yeah. I'm just like, man, those, like you talk about people that love football I mean, it's the Browns fans. And I got a couple of buddies that are from Cleveland. Um, and actually I, I went, when I was with the Ram, we played the Browns. And I remember being in that stadium on kickoff and looking around, just seeing orange everywhere on like a cool fall night. But uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. And, and Baker Mayfield, I mean, that, you know, Say what you want about the guy, but that guy has grinded his way to where he's at and to go and Absolutely. potentially, you know, lead his team to that that pinnacle. Uh, that'd be cool. So that's my hopeful pick. That's my real pick. We'll see, man. I don't know. What about you? What are you thinking? Oh man, it's, uh, I, I, it's, it's funny. Your hopeful is my hopeful. I really was just rooting for the Browns Sunday <laughs> night just because it was so amazing just to see them. Wow, like it's a competitive yeah. team. Like how long has it been? I think the last time yeah, they're competitive was, was 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 like when your dad was playing. That's when they lost like competitive. Probably. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't give you an exact answer, so it's, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you the exact numbers. I think the last playoff win they had was in 94. Last year, the Niners won the Super Bowl, 94, 95. And, and, and the last time that they won a role playoff game was since it was 1969. So, I Good mean. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> way before us. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. way before our time, man. So, I mean, yeah, and then, and then my, my realistic pick, um, yeah, maybe the Bills. I, want, I actually kind of want the Bills, but I think it's going to be the Chiefs. So, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Safe pick. <laughs> it's an easy pick. I mean, I mean, twenty of twenty-two yeah. stars returned. I mean, what? Yeah, you know I mean, like, I mean, what, who? They're yeah. I mean, they're they're dangerous at every 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 part of the field. They're dangerous. Yeah, but I really want. I would really love a Bills Packers Bowl so we could see Josh Allen versus A Rod. You know, two Cali JUCO boys and like you know, kind of products go. going at it. Yeah. You know what I mean, there you go. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, do you have teammates on on, 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 on other – I'm sure you have teammates on, on, on other teams, but I'm not sure if you have any teammates on any teams left in the playoffs. Um, no. Yep, not, nobody. Uh, actually, the Saints. Uh, I mean, I, I was playing – I played with Jared Cook in, uh, with the Rams, and you know, we keep in touch here and there, um, you know, very periodically. But uh, he's just a really good guy, kind of commander's wing when I was with the Rams. And um, so, obviously, like to see his success and him crushing it with the Saints. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I mean, uh, the Saints also are, I forgot about them. They're also, they're also in our pick. You know, you can't sleep on them. I mean, you got, you got Tom oh, Brady. You can Drew never Brees. sleep on Drew Brees, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's another hopeful. I wouldn't mind if the, if the, if the, if, if Brady, um, you know, won a Super Bowl. I think he's proved a lot of doubters this year. Um, I mean, I don't care however you phrase that guy's a stud. He's a stud. I mean, dude, like, fuck, like, freaking, like, he comes here. On his first year, and they and they're already in the playoff. He hasn't missed playoffs in his entire career as a starter. Like, yeah, that's that's unprecedented. 
I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like Bill Belichick, I mean, you can see what happens when you when you lose your best quarterback. And I think, like you said, he's proven a lot of doubters wrong because it's basically kind of put, in my opinion, it's put a seal on the debate as to who was the reason why the Patriots were successful. Was it Bill or was it Tom? And I mean, it's both, right? It's really both ultimately. But I I do think you have to give Tom his credit for being that guy, you know? Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, so I mean, those types of things. Man. Yeah. Cool, man. Hey, it was great catching up, dude. This is great. We got to do this again, maybe. Well, I don't know, whenever you're free, so. Yeah, no, anytime, dude. I, I appreciate it, and uh, I love the platform you're putting together. I mean, you get getting a lot of guys on here. I mean, especially during this time, it's, it's always good just to talk ball and, and hear all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate it, and, uh, and I'm glad you're doing well, too. Good, good to see another Foothill Falcon uh, doing well. Yes, sir. Always, brother. You know, Falcons for life. So, all right, y'all. So just, yeah, once again, Johnny Millard, the NFL, now Foothill High School, uh, you know, coach. And, uh, you know, big, big thing store for 2021. Johnny, thank you for joining, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, dude. All right, talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs>